Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, this is comedian and depressed alcoholic James Nokise, and you're listening to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, a podcast about headspace and happiness. From my safe space, the shower with fried chicken. This episode, I'm talking to television and radio broadcaster John O'Prior. We'll talk about the effects of suicide. The amount of people in this country mm. who have been affected by suicide, you would be hard pressed to find. One person that hasn't. The effects of drinking. Can you drink and do breakfast radio? It's probably not recommended. Oh uh, well, no! Well, I have. I have done afternoon radio, and mm. I can tell you, you can do drinking and, <laughs> and radio at the same time. Uh, not good radio. And the effects of losing your job. New Zealand, yeah. you're like, we've funded this thing for you know a long yeah. period of time. We need to stop that. Need and to give, stop and that. give the money to the people with fried chicken in the show. <laughs> exactly. I apologise, bro. Now I'm this so... is quality broadcasting. Some of this will get a bit real. The language, the subjects. So make sure you're in a safe space with your comfort food, and join us eating fried chicken in the shower. Hi, and welcome to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower.、Uh, my name's James Nokise, and today I have John O'Prior. James, what an honour to be here, mate! <laughs> what an honour! Thank you, thank you for coming、yeah. into my shower, brother. Yeah, this is.、Uh... An odd combination of two things I really enjoy, but have never put them together. Look, I'll, I'll be honest. I had never put them together myself until、yeah. my breakdown, and then、uh, I can't believe I didn't put it together before. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, you because we're in the Eden Park toilets here. Yeah, this is crazy. Well, look, it's I, if you're going to have a shower, go big. Go big. And that's I always, what I say. I just keep looking down at that drain, going, "How many famous hairs?" <laughs> How many famous hairs are sitting down there? Look, there's a there's a lot of godlike DNA in this building, mate. <laughs> so what I'm saying is our chicken is blessed today. Yeah. Would you like? Because it's a big open. We're in a big open shower thing. There's probably、mm-hmm. like 30 here. Yeah. Would you be a full naked shower guy in the All Blacks, or would you? If the All Blacks were there? Yeah. Like so, as part of a team. Because I don't know. I think I think I'd be coward in the corner. I feel. Like, do you know what? I think a while back I would have been coward in the corner.、Mm. But I think as you get older,、mm. you know, there is that part of your brain that goes, "You only live once." That's right. And you've got to, especially if we all had chicken. Yeah, like if we have, and like I'm not pitching anything Radio New Zealand, but I am. But if we had the entire All Blacks team naked in the shower eating fried chicken, I mean that's yeah. Well, because you're amongst so many sculpted bodies that you're like, well,、yeah. who cares? Who exactly. Cares? Exactly.、Yeah. As long as when you reach down, you're grabbing chicken, you're safe. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so you had a breakdown and ended up in a shower. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, eating fried chicken, and that's how the show came about. I was just sitting at my mate. My mate came and got me. Because he saw me,、uh, we caught up for a coffee, and he just took one look at my face. You know when you got your close mates,、mm. and he was like, "Bro, why don't you、uh, let's go get your Xbox and get some clothes, and you come live on my couch、uh, for a couple of weeks, yeah, and,、uh, and I'll just hang out with you when I'm not at work." And、oh. we did that, and then、um, we were just eating comfort food. And his his partner was away, so it was just me and him chilling out, playing some Xbox.、And、then we got some KFC and we got some popcorn chicken. And I was like, "Man, I need to have a shower, but I want to finish this chicken." Maybe I'll just take this chicken in the shower. Half an hour later, I came out and went, "Bro, I've just discovered something genius." <laughs> <laughs> and ever, ever since, ever since, I'm just like every now and then, I'm just like, you know what? I might just grab some chicken 
Doesn't help the, the logistics always. The, so the shower's running, obviously. Yeah. Was the chicken getting wet? Because I imagine... Nah, see, number one question asked. Yeah. How do you keep the chicken dry? Just put it outside, bro. Or if, you've got a, or if you've got a shower that's a bathtub as well, just put it, you know, how powerful is your shower that it's filling up the whole bath area? You I can see. Find so you're not like sitting there with the bucket as the water's coming down. I see. You're just yeah, you're picking look, as you choose. I always say, if you can yeah. have your Android phone in the shower, you can have fried chicken in the shower. Yeah, it's right. the same dry patch. I used to smoke, and I'm not proud of this. Yeah? And... There were times that I was smoking cigarettes and showering at the same time. Oh, yeah. I used to, when I drank, I used to take a morning beer into the shower. Would you drink beer in the morning? Yeah. How much, how much piss were you drinking a day? Well, I mean, I was an alcoholic. I didn't right. realise it at the time. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's the other thing. When, I, when they found out I was an alcoholic, they were like, how much do you drink? And I told them, like, oh, yeah, no, you're not. I said, what do you mean? That's normal. What are I think, you drinking a day? Like, two bottles of wine. Wow. Yeah. What, from first thing in the morning? No, 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 no. I'd have a beer in the morning if I was going to drink. Yeah. We've got to ease into it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you've got to ease yeah. into it. So I can just crack a sieve first thing in the morning. Yeah, and then you have the second bottle. You have the first bottle of wine sort of early evening as you're warming into the gig, maybe mm. at the gig, and then after the gig, when you get home, you have the second bottle of wine to unwind. So by the time, you know... I suppose in your industry, mm. as a comedian, yeah. you're out at night, there's clubs. Yeah. You know, it's a social setting, isn't it? So I can see how people Whereas in your I industry think... would develop... Your industries, industries, because yeah. you do TV and radio, uh, and the occasional corporate uh, thing, where, yeah, where, we've, where we've met on occasion. Um, it's uh, the drinking is is more. I mean, you can't. Can you drink and do breakfast radio? It's probably not recommended. Oh uh, well, no. Well, I have I have done afternoon radio, and mm. I can tell you, you can do drinking and, <laughs> and radio at the same time. Uh, not good radio, but yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, it's a funny one, but the same thing. The industry is is social, and um, I don't mind drinking and stuff but I'd say it's probably yeah. got a bit of a problem with drinking the industry media yeah. in general yeah media in general like, so drinking and TV can be a little bit yeah. funny I mean those are the old stories I think especially for someone like, like you who hosts it like, there's all those old kind of same with comedy romanticised stories but oh yeah back in the day they'd get on TV and they were half cut oh that's right yeah oh yeah. Bla- how black he was hoovering cocaine and doing this <laughs> radio show you hear about the glory days the yeah. um uh, what was the other thing? I had another great point, and I've completely forgotten that. <laughs> that's, um, what, that's what happens when you drink, mate. Yeah, yeah this is the problem. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Mm. Do you find your stand-up now mm. is better yeah. now that you're sober? Yeah, and my brain is sharper, but for a while there, and I think that's what people don't talk about, there was some lag. Yeah, I can imagine the transition, because you were yeah. like, well, this would have been a lot more enjoyable, I think, in your head. Drunk. Yeah, and, and, and your brain, you've got to build uh, new neuropaths. So your brain slows down, and that's terrifying. Because mm. you're like, oh no, I've done, you've seen the Hollywood films, you go, oh, this is the part where I've done permanent damage, and I'm never going to. Yeah. And it just takes time. I think that's the main thing people don't tell you about that kind of stuff. Any sort of trauma, it takes time. I always thought drinking would be a lot harder to stop than maybe drugs, because drinking, in, in particular in New Zealand, is such... It's ingrained, mm. isn't it? Yeah. So you, for a while, did you shut yourself off? Didn't go out to social occasions and things, or? Uh, yeah. I'd, well, I'd leave early. Yeah. That would be my thing. Mm. I'd leave early. But I was very fortunate, you know, for all of the stereotypes about comedy. I told every comedy booker that I work with that I've been diagnosed an alcoholic that I had to stop drinking, and every single one, no one challenged me. 
Mm. Everyone was supportive. Good? Some people started um, real cute stocking uh, sparkling grape juice because they knew I liked to drink wine. So, they sp- <laughs> so I'd still nice. be able to have a cup of red something in a glass. It was like, it was real cheesy, but it's, uh, yeah, it's oh, all that's there. good. Well, it's good that the industry was supportive of you. Yeah, mm. I mean, well, we, you know, we, we cross over in the industry a bit as well. And you've got the persona of a party boy. Would that be fair to say, man? Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. the, way, the, way, the way that you're seeing, you know, it's. Yeah, Jono and the Jono show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the complete opposite, to be honest, in real life. I pretty much, my dream weekend would be sitting at home, mowing the lawns with the kids. (laughs) I hate to say this in front of you, probably having a beer. Yeah, (laughs) mowing the lawns. Um, Yeah, and I just lead a very, very quiet life. Like Ben, who I work with, always jokes, he's like, you're a hermit. You just never go out. Some of my friends who are quite famous, Dave, and, and you're quite, especially in New Zealand. Very low level. <laughs> no, you're, you're L- I say you're LMP level. Yeah, 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 yeah LMP. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a few letters above me in the, uh, on the alphabet. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, definitely you've got that Whitaker's level <laughs> fame going on. Like, if you, if you were, like, travelling in London and Kiwis went, that's Jono, man. That's, oh, that's like, the guy. That's, that's the, the guy, that's the guy from the thing. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, what you usually get. No, no, I think that's my fame level like, in New Zealand. It's like, hey, you're the guy from the thing the with guy, the stuff. Walked like, into a. Uh, you're like New Zealand Prince. You got like the one name basis going on. It's you and Lord. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce, Lord, and myself. And Jono. Yeah. That's right. That's the three. I walked, I walked into. I was pixeling up for my wife the other day from a hair salon. Obviously not for myself. Mm-hmm. But I walked in and the guy's like, Oh my God! <laughs> it's the guy from the Genesis Power commercials. <laughs> and I'll take that. That was great. It probably plays very well. Yeah. Wow, man. <laughs> Is there a bit of pressure when you become like a face? Like, because that's, I mean, that's the other reason I, I come back to your fame is that it, your particular one was you were a face of a TV station. You're like, when they did the advert for TV3, yeah. you're one of the faces that they've got up front. I think it's the uh, sole reason why TV3 are in such strife now. <laughs> from, from that business decision. I was like, this is a bad call, guys. But anyway, we'll roll with it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so... Uh, or is it just like, yeah, this is great. You know, it's or, great. You're, at the time, you're riding it, you're, you're enjoying the high, mm-hmm. and you're just turning up to work, and you're just like, oh, you're on this crazy treadmill that never stops, and, um, yeah, it, uh, you don't really take time to think about it too much. I guess, for me, what I... The, the longer I've been doing the job, mm. um, you're probably more aware of decisions that you... Like, I wouldn't go out to a bar and get plastered yeah. now, you know? Um, and I wouldn't go and do dicky things in public just because I think that that can affect maybe your employment situation. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm just more aware of that. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot more to lose, you know, especially with mm. the family and stuff yeah. now, that if uh, you know, I go and have a blowout in, t- in town on a Saturday night, then you know, it could potentially jeopardise your, your employment and mm. your income and... It was such a slow little build-up to uh, the show that we're doing on TV3 anyway, because it started on C4, which is the music TV That's station, right. remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it sort of started there, and, yeah, it kind of slowly eventually, uh, eventually bloomed into, into what we were doing on, on 3. You seem pretty at peace with, like, all that went down. I know it's, like, what, 18 months ago when well, you With guys, the show ending? Yeah, with the show ending. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, it was... Uh, how would I describe it? So it ended, but then... All that while building up to the end, there's people like, oh, there's, going to, there's all this fanfare, you know, mm. there's a petition, keep it on, you yeah. know, so you're not actually really um, digesting the fact that the thing was going to stop. 
Uh, and then I guess the, the show ended in that following week. You're like, oh, we don't have to go and right. <laughs> do that during the day now. So I think it was probably the right time for the show to end, you know, and it was more, there was a lot of boring funding stuff. New Zealand on yeah. air like, we've funded this thing for, you know, a long yeah. period of time. We need to stop that need and, to give, stop and, and give, give the money to the people with fried chicken in the show. <laughs> exactly. I apologise, bro. Now, I'm this so... is quality broadcasting. But, uh, you yeah, know, the... Um, yeah, I think it was the right time for the show to end. Uh, we did, in all honesty, Ben and me probably were quite lost last year for, for the first three or four months just yeah. going, well, you've had this thing for such a long time and mm. there's been all this structure to your, to your day and mm. to your career and sort of know where you're heading and stuff. And... Um, yeah, that's all. That's all gone. So, is it from a, a professional point of view? It's a bit of a reset mm. to do, and for the first three months, like, oh God, what are we going to do? Where to next? Da, mm. da, 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 da. But in hindsight, it was wonderful. It was yeah, such a pleasure and um, a gift to be able to step back and evaluate yeah, yeah. your career where you're heading next. You know, which you don't actually have the. You're not fortunate enough to have the time to do when you're actually in the middle of the storm, you know, on, mm. the, on the treadmill, so to speak. Yeah, so, right. yeah, no, it's been, it's been awesome. And, uh, yeah, oh, cool. my family's uh, probably very sick of me now. <laughs> I spend too much time at home. Well, tell me what chicken you've brought to the shower today, my friend. Now, this is American chicken. All right. And I, I chose American chicken because uh, I was born in Seattle. Really? Uh, yeah, my old man was in the Air Force. Oh, wow. Mum and him went up there. Yeah. Obviously do, you know. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah the I came out, yeah. So, uh, yeah, got the... Got the US passport. Should have voted in the election. Uh, my friend Alice Sneddon, who was a writer on our show. Yeah. She was always bitterly disappointed that I never voted in the Trump election. <laughs> she blames me for I the back going to lay that at your, yeah, at your yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, She's pinned that on me. So, yeah, this is... Uh, <laughs> well, look, do we Do we plug the place? Or do by we, all means, man. By yeah. all means. I, I, think we, I think we're allowed oh, to. Wow. And do you know what? We'll edit it out if we can't. Yeah. Well, who's who's chicken is this? This is from Bird on a Wire. Oh, yeah. good. So you must have tried a lot of chicken now, James. I have indeed, sir. I have indeed. Oh, yeah. good. It reminds me. Mm -hmm. You are talking before the popcorn chicken. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Reminds me of KFC popcorn chicken. But like gourmet. Do you know what a shocking chicken? Oh, that is nice. Yeah. That is nice. Mm. I cooked chicken on the barbecue once. I'm not allowed chicken. I've, chicken's been banned from my house. Oh, yeah? I cooked chicken on the barbecue once, and I didn't cook it well enough. And I gave myself Campylobacter poisoning. And that is the most horrific time in your life. You think you're getting better, mm -hmm. but then that just then it just kicks up another gear. Oh, really? And it goes on for like four days. And what are you doing? Like just constantly on the toilet, just crapping yourself? Well, you can't do anything. You can't eat. You're just like lying in bed. Oh, man. My wife was like, we're never cooking chicken on the bar. Went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, we should not actually cook chicken on the barbecue because that... You can't actually get the plate um, to a level of heat that can kill the bacteria. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's a common mistake New Zealanders make is putting chicken on the barbie. I feel yeah. there should be more of a public health there campaign about that. There should be. I thought that. so, too. I'm thinking, like, every Kiwi I know is like, yeah, bro, come yeah. around, we'll cook some chicken. Yeah. He, uh, he was like, he doesn't even eat it. No. <laughs> he was so scared of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. And so tell, so tell me about... Mm -hmm time in your life when you're leading up to eating chicken in a in a shower yes sir have you ever gone back to that period in your life mentally mm, it's a very good question and what do you do now to to work your way through it i uh haven't gone back that particular one i what what i do is part of my my process of of getting through mental stuff is i create so i create work 
Um, this is a part of that, this mm. kind of work. Um, but also with my stand-up, sometimes with theatre, other out creative outlets, to help my brain process what I've been through because as I find a way to explain it to other people, mm. I'm able to better explain it to myself. Yeah. So uh, I haven't gone back to that particular mental place because I know where it is. Yeah. But I have been on the path to that place and been able to red Put flag it. And I've established a support network of, of mates uh, and also with my partner uh, and even people I work with. Mm. I'm very open about my mental health with people I work with um, so that I can say, hey, this is happening and we catch it early. So it's not, I think sometimes, especially with men, we treat uh, mental injuries like physical injuries and we forget that like, once you've torn a muscle, it's torn. Mm. So you, you're always gonna have a little bit of a tear there. So you're always vulnerable. Yeah. So I haven't, I haven't been back there, but that's only because I'm very aware of what led to that place. As if I can imagine the amount of work it takes to mm. actually pull yourself out of that dark hole. And mm. I think probably a lot of people might try and search for the quick fix, mm. not get a result, and head back to where they were. Mm. Whereas actually, having known a few people that have gone through um, mental health issues, the, mm. the journey to actually this point that you're at now where you can mm. flag, red flag things, mm. it's a long road. Eh? It is, man. It's like it's, it's one of those things where I'm very lucky that I had a very strong counsellor, mm. um, which again is something, you know, especially Kiwi Man, eh? When it comes to show, how are you feeling? Oh, like, like they were prepared to do a three hour session with me to really knock it down. Yeah. I'm always thankful for that. And that was a government program, that was Narcotics Anonymous that I, um, that I was in. When you don't do it, mm. you don't go through with killing yourself. Mm. What are you thinking straight afterwards? You know, that's a, that's a really interesting question, man. That's a great question. Um, I, I, well, both my times were different. Mm. So I can say to you that uh, the first time uh, I was uh, embarrassed uh, because my friend walked in on me and, he's, and he stopped me. And that was, that was, that was with Blades. That was, uh, yeah. that was a different one. Um, but also, as, as the night went on, relief and yeah. sadness... And, and, and letting the moment pass and letting the trauma wash through me mm. with a lot of alcohol. Uh, <laughs> yes, I need to but, get rid of this. That's yeah. good, buddy. No, we, we drank and we cried and he yeah. cried and that was good. Mm. And there was, uh, we, we hugged and we ate fried chicken. Yeah, good. Um, the second time was a lot different. The second time was mental exhaustion and that involved a bus. Uh, mm. And so I, I didn't fail as much as the bus worked. Right. Um, yeah. and, uh, and that was uh, a numbness... Uh, and again, and then I had to get on a plane. Straight away? Straight away. I was on my way to the airport, bro. So really? it was not, and I had an asthma attack um, because my body went into shock. And oh. so I had an asthma attack uh, and then got on this plane and then was just mentally tired. And so after that, like, you're, like obviously there's people around. Yeah. Are they like, okay, mate, we'll get on, have a good day? Or are the police called? Or no, that's London, bro. So people just swore at me, and then people were like, no one wanted to get involved. Uh, and so wow. I just kind of... You left on your own? Left on my own. So I just got Jesus. on the tube, went to Heathrow Airport. 
the wonderful staff at Air New Zealand never asked questions, but saw this frazzled kind of thing going up, so made sure I was okay. Mm. You know, got me on the got me on the flight, and I just kind of slept uh, and was and was numb. And uh, then when I when I got home, by the time I got home, I'd made people aware mm. of what had happened, mm. so I didn't try and hide it because uh, and I didn't try and repeat it. I, I recognised it as a moment, um, but. Uh, by the time I got home, people were, were there to help me and to, you know, sort of take me and, and, and grab me and, and make sure I was mm. safe. But yeah. it, was, it was strange. Like, even now, when I think back to that time, I, I just feel tired. And yeah. that particular one, I always tell people, my, my two ones were very different because the first one involved a lot of drugs and alcohol and trauma and self-blame. The second one was a lot of mental exhaustion. Mm. Um, because people think suicide as a straightforward, you, know, you feel bad, and then you feel real bad, and then you do something. But mm. actually, there's a lot of different pathways. And again, it's just an extreme mm. way of dealing with, with a whole bunch of things. Were you, uh, I guess, where, at what point were you relieved that you didn't do it? Was that a day after, two days after, a week after? Um, I, don't, I don't think I can tell you. I mean, sitting in the shower eating chicken, I was pretty relieved. Yeah. <laughs> this is what life's about. This is what life's yeah. about. Eating fried chicken in the shower. Don't stress about how you got here. Just relax and enjoy. Honestly, I, I'm not sure. I, um, I'm not sure I can tell you the moment, if there was a moment of relief. Mm. I think it was just more working your way out of a hole. You know? um, and so now that I'm out of the hole... And I can breathe, and I can enjoy the sun, I can see it all, it feels good. But well, you sharing stories like that mm. and being so open about your journey mm. will be helping people do, honestly. Well, you know, look, man, I, I mean, I'm, I feel privileged to do it, but if I can pay you a compliment, and I mean this, it's a lot easier for me in, when did I do the show on it? In 2019, to come to New Zealand and do a show about this journey because it's something like what you did on TV. And I'm not complimenting you because you're my guest. I mean it very wholeheartedly. Oh, thank you. Um, the thing you did on TV, for our listeners who don't know, uh, this man went on TV and talked very openly about your friend mm. uh, who took his life and, uh, and your process of that. Mm. And that's big because that opens the door for people to feel they can talk about. Yeah, yeah. It was a crazy. That was a crazy time. He, uh, he'd been going through some stuff, Tim, my friend. And um, in hindsight, like hearing about your mates and what they did for you, mm. we could have been far better, you know. Mm. But a lot of the stuff we didn't even know was going on, you know. Uh, there was a lot of medication that wasn't being taken that needed to be taken. And yeah, it just it, I remember the call on the Friday night. Um, our friend found him. Um, well, that week was just a um, crazy roller coaster, but it was in the time that TV was on, so we're in this <laughs> constant. Got to go to work. Uh, yeah, yeah, on the oh, yeah, this live show's happening on Thursday, so I sort of emailed uh, Ben and Bronnie, my boss at the time, mm. sort of said what had happened on the Friday, and obviously Ben mm. like, you just do whatever you need to do, take take as much time off as you need, and I was a lot, a lot of it was like actually not. Wanting to take time off mm. and think about it. it was like yeah yeah keep going to... mm. and so obviously there was a lot of um, catch ups with friends and stuff before the funeral which was on the Thursday I remember the night before at, at my mate's house and just reminiscing and stuff and um, my mate Baz actually said he was like 
Are you working tomorrow? Are you doing the TV show tomorrow? Because this, at this stage it was live. And I was like, yeah. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm. if there's any reason to yeah, yeah. take a day off. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I just kind of kind of feel like I, I need to do it. So then he was like, well, if you're going to do it, you should say something. And it kind of sat with me, you know, mm. overnight. Mm. And I sort of got up like four in the morning and emailed Ben and Bronnie. And I was like, hey, end of the show. If you don't mind, I'd love to just say something about this. And they were, again, very supportive. And so I went to the funeral all Thursday, went straight from the wake to the TV studio. Oh, my God. Did the, <laughs> did the show. It was, oh it was a crazy God. day. Yeah. Did the show uh, and did did the message at the end. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, sort of. And then I went back directly from there back to, to the wake that night. And then my mate Bear's oh the same gosh. guy. He was like, did you do the thing? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how'd it go? He's like, oh, fuck, I cried. It was a bit of a shambles, blah, blah, blah. Mm. He's like, oh, okay. And we just <laughs> had a beer. Yeah. And the next morning we woke up and it had turned into this, uh, yeah. into this thing. So, yeah, that's kind of how it all rolled out. And, you know, following that, people reach out to you and email you and you mm. know, message you and phone you and stuff. Just And I guess the eye-opening thing was the amount of people in this country mm. who have been affected by suicide. Yeah. Um, you would be hard-pressed to find one person that hasn't. Mm. Got a story about, you yeah, know, yeah, which is shocking. And when I think about it now, mm-hmm. is there's a lot, there's a, there's a message out there at the moment, which is you know, ask your friends if they're okay, mm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think beyond that, if you know something is wrong with someone and you are helping them, mm. but is there a you know, it gets to the point where you're like, well, this person just does not want to help themselves or get better mm. what is the advice that would be given to friends and family in that situation mm. because you know you, something like that could go on for two or three years where you're trying to you're yeah. trying to help someone but you know at the end of the day they kind of need to help themselves don't they or want to help themselves I think there's that I remember getting some really beautiful advice um, <laughs> from mental health advocate Mike King yeah uh, who we, we had a mutual friend who was just on a downward spiral, and um, he said, we're just going to have to be there when they hit rock bottom. Mm. Uh, it's, we can't... You can't stop the fall. No, and all you do is... Uh, and again, you know, th- these are the wonderful things that my, my dear friend, Sarge Hell will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, you can't... You've got to be aware of your own mental health, um, and you've got to be aware of how much can be spent on your on your friends and if you if you're if you're able to give of yourself because you can make things worse mm. you know we want to help our friends but we don't and, and we have processes where we think we're helping i think maybe you're a parent and i think parents maybe have this trouble with their kids sometimes is that you want to help and you feel like if you if you don't help, then you're being bad. But actually, you might not be able to help. Mm. You know, I'm telling my parents about my suicide attempts, and my dad's just Religious like heartbroken. No, not heartbroken. Actually, that a real beautiful thing was I talked to my mum about it, and uh, it turned out my mum had tried when she right. was young. And there's mental health issues in my family, mm. which only came about because I was talking about it. Now my dad was a different kettle of fish, but he wasn't angry. He was just kind of. He needed to talk to me about his trauma of discovery mm. of, of the thing. Mm. So what I'm saying is there's a mental weight to the people who are around the person. 
Oh yeah, yeah. You can see that sort of thing taking yeah. its toll. Have, have you have you experienced that weight? Is that like like you, the way you talked about your friend before when mm. you said there's more we could have done? You know, yeah. like I mean, is that what do you what do you do? You still are you still dealing with it? Because like, uh, it's only a, a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's only right? a couple of years ago. Well, you you do think about it. You know, quite a, it comes up quite a bit. But you're like, I'm just kind of like what could you have done mm. you know that's and that's probably what you live yeah, with friends yeah. and family are left with when you know someone does pass now what could you have done or anything you try to do would that even change anything would that mm. change the course mm. you know i'm not saying give up on people no 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 not at all it's just kind of like I don't, I don't know what the advice is when you just gave great advice actually mm. with mike king's like you do when they well, and I, yeah. I think eventually when someone realises, shit, this is my rock bottom. Because mm. you can watch people and go, surely that's the rock bottom. No, nope. <laughs> surely that's the rock bottom. No, nope. mm. you know, you yeah. can keep going down. You're like, what? where does this stop? Mm. Where's the point, you know? I think the other thing I always say to people is, I'm not a specialist. I'm a dude in a shower eating chicken. <laughs> like that's, we have a, we have a specialist who yeah. we get in partly so that people have a pathway to go, mm. you know, they can bother Saab if they want to like get answers. I'm not, I'm just here to share experiences. Yeah, eat, chicken. Get, eat chicken with that. But I'm not an expert. And, mm. and, but there are experts, mm. you know, um, in, different, in different forms of mental health. And mm. I think part of the New Zealand journey is encouraging people like you've done, you know, to to reach out to specialists. You know, it's just, I mean, to borrow a clunky sports metaphor, it's just a different kind of coach, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you have a very sunny demeanour, uh, my friend. A sunny demeanour? Sunny demeanour. Oh, really? Because I'm dead inside. No, I was <laughs> but, like, is that, like, where's that, where's that come from that, like... Honestly, the, the things you, you've gone through, what I think is very impressive, and what I think impresses a lot of people is the way you keep your head up. Like, even when you're crying, you know, like you keep, you know, you, yeah. you, 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 don't, you, you have a lightness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, oh, gee, I don't know where that comes from. Well, yeah, my mum and dad are nice, positive people, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, well, I've, I always feel very blessed to be doing the job that I'm doing because... No, it's a dream job, pretty much. And mm. Something I always wanted to do since I was a child. So I'm like, even when you, the thing is, even when you're having a shitty day at work, mm. you're like, you could be doing a far worse job right now. Yeah, you know, right. things could be far worse. Beats digging a hole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's so, nothing yeah. wrong with digging a hole. It's, it's, a, it's a very noble job. It probably actually pays better than radio <laughs> TV, to be honest. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't have the muscle strength. But do you like, you know, with your with your friend I, it's again at stream. Mm. But do you, do you have like dark days, dark dark weeks. Like, yeah, so. yeah. I think yeah, and I think everyone does. You know, mm. um, yeah. There's certainly days where you're like, oh, just not feeling on top of it, or in a shitty mood and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I have a lot of those. My wife, I'm really impressed with the way she's raising our children, which makes it sound like I'm never there. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you're on the lawn. Yeah, yeah that's I'm on the lawn yeah, drinking yeah, beer. Yeah. I mean, it's, the lawn's not going to mow itself. But um, yeah, she. I th- one thing I'm really impressed with her with what she's sort of teaching our kids and I've sort of jumped on jumped on the bandwagon too is telling them if they feel bad just feel it yeah cool if they feel shitty cry whatever yeah because I think and it was actually after something I'd said to them my daughter was crying I was like don't cry don't cry and she's like no no let her cry let her do her thing (laughs) you know which is and I think that's really important because uh, a lot of New Zealand's um, upbringing certainly would have been suppress that, suppress that emotion. Mm. Don't, don't don't feel sad, don't you know? Yeah, go yeah, on, yeah. get back out there. So yeah, I'm really, I, yeah, I think if, um, you know they're, they're sort of at very you know comfortable in their own skin now. Our kids. 
silence, stillness? Is that your jam? Like, are you good? Yeah. Are you good on there, or do you get like? Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, good, yeah. I don't mind spending time uh, on my own. It's just, I guess, when you become a parent, <laughs> that time becomes less and less. You know, yeah, you, uh, yeah. you always got somewhere to go or, or something to do. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind being alone. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm not too. I'm, I'm a lot better now. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, you. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I am from the Pacific community, so you're never quite alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although yeah. this job can be very lonely. The um, one thing I think, and I wonder if you're the same with uh, your friends and peer group. The one thing comedians who travel get good at is touching base, because otherwise you're in a hotel room for anywhere between two to ten days. Yeah. You get, like, cabin fever. I imagine. Sometimes yeah. you're in a country where you're not allowed to leave the hotel, for, so you, you are literally in the room. Mm. Um, and that can be that isolation and loneliness. So we yeah. we touch base, like you know, meet up regularly. And yeah, well, um, that probably doesn't happen as much, um, <laughs> mainly because I'm not that social. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Aaron, because we, you know, for the most part in New Zealand. But yeah, I imagine yeah. when you're traveling the world doing your gig that you would have to keep in contact. There's probably yeah. people that you're like, I probably wouldn't usually never contact this person, but yeah. because we're doing the same job oh, and we're on the other side of the world. Absolutely. You, know, you find yourself going, oh, I really, I really am offended by everything that you stand for and your, your comedy is the complete opposite. And I, I think we've had several fights online, but um, you, want get a, you want to get a coffee, bro? <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I just need <laughs> human-to-human contact. <laughs> human-to-human contact. <laughs> That's how you end up sitting uh, next to a, a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... <laughs> so, uh, has, that, has that ever been a problem you've had, mate? <laughs> but it's, I mean, the other thing I, I try and do is when I'm home and I catch up with my older boys, you know, mm. like my, the guys I grew up with. Yeah, is um, we, we're a bit more open now. Yeah, like, that's right. Are you like are you finding that in the like in the wake of um, you know your public yeah thing and so like that you you and your mates can be more open talking about it or is it sort of yeah still yeah no we definitely to to be completely honest. For a time period directly after, absolutely. Yeah. But I guess life, you kind of just get back mm. to, to life. And those conversations, are, you know, the, the time between them is more. But certainly it brought us a, a lot closer together. And, yeah, we were having chats and conversations that we'd never had before. That's and, cool. Um, yeah. Following that. Um, so, yeah, that sort of takes, I think, any relationship to another level when you start mm. having those, those chats. Yeah. Yeah. And said, um, is it still easy to to drop back into those conversations? Yeah. Like, even if you're not having them as regularly, like, yeah. is, is is the door open now? Like, well, yeah, because you've had them before. It's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, well where's where this thing coming from? You know, like, it's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's dialogue that has happened, so it's not. Do you know the, the thing we, uh, me and my boys, still we struggle with, but we try hard to like we actively think about it mm. as we'll finish go I love you bro it's like yeah I love you too and it's only difficult in English like we can say it in Samoan or even in yeah. today oh, oh, I bro. oh I my brother but it's just like oh <laughs> it I love you cooler. bro yeah, it sounds cooler it sounds cooler yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah in English like oh okay uh, <laughs> thanks I guess uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I love, I, love, I, love, I love you too I love you too yeah, I've got to go mate I've got to go eating fried chicken in the shower if you need practice just saying, I love you. Try telling the chicken. If I can share something with you, though, mm. you were talking about, um, you, you know, your kids get to an age uh, where they discover the iPad and all that. Mm. I've described my headspace like an iOS system. Yeah. Like a Windows mm. thing. And so I'm always 
when talking about you know, driving home, um, when I'm on my way home, I'm conscious of how many windows I've got open. Does that yeah, make sense? Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know? and I try and you make do the sure. double taps. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Because you know how when you got your computer, if you've got too many windows open, mm. everything slows down and crashes. Mm. That's the metaphor I That's use. It's a great metaphor. For, yeah, yeah. So it's because uh, I know exactly what you mean. So you have to shut down the windows. I have to shut down yeah, so you have and to I'll, go through that process. And I'll do things. And sometimes it means me actually opening up my laptop and physically <laughs> shutting. Shut it's like, Jesus, I've got thirty-three windows open here. Yeah, and you don't realize it. Yeah, like, it's that thing of you know. It's and you go, oh man. It's, and I go, oh, actually, I did have a lot of things I was trying to do at once, and mm. I'm trying to now cram my thinking about that before I get home. Yeah, because you know it's. Um, I don't have kids, but I've got a relationship, and when I get in, I want to be present. Yeah, you've got a car, don't you? A car? Like a like? Oh, a, look, like, I had an old Kingswood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like, remember, I just remember the. the yeah, the, no, I had a very old King's cheese. I would have had that fifteen years or so. Hmm. But uh, yeah, eventually uh, I realised that I had no mechanical skills, <laughs> and uh, my mechanic just bought a uh, house in Hearn Bay, I think, with the amount of money that I was paying. <laughs> but um, no, I've got the my claim to fame for the Kingswood. Was uh, Taika uh, sticking his genitals in my exhaust pipe, oh, and him cool. taking a photo and uh, sending it? I was like, "Well, life doesn't get any better than this." No, so I, mean, been, yeah. I could really haunt him right now with that photo, couldn't I? Absolutely. I could have a lot of explaining to do in Hollywood. I mean, you're definitely getting yourself into the next <laughs> Thor film if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a film. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real cultural iconic moment there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like yeah. The history of New Zealand culture is when Taika stuck it, his balls in Jono's exhaust pipe. It was literally him going. <laughs> he got someone to take the photo as well. <laughs> so he was like, he, he did all the creative work on the shoot too. It was in the yeah. car park of TV3. Yeah. I was like, I was impressed. Like the amount of steps that he had to go, he had to go through to actually end up in this position. <laughs> well, he's got an Oscar now. So, you he's know, got he, an Oscar, obviously yeah. his, his instincts must be strong there. Yeah. Bro, is there, is there anything I ask this of every, yeah. every guest? Is there anything else you want to share in the shower? Anything else you want to talk about? You know, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation, yeah, man. It's so been is, fun. There, is there anything you want to talk about? No, I just. Uh, listen, if, if I started talking, I'd just be making stuff up. I feel like I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. Thank you. I appreciate man. your openness about your journey. That's all right, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great. It's I mean, been fun. The only, the only thing I'd, I'd say to you if you ever find yourself in a, in a similar situation mm. to the one you had is. Remember, it's, um, suicide is a very intimate thing mm. in the end. There are, there, are, there are people who self-harm, and that's different. And that, that's very much a cry for help. The self-harmers. Yeah, yeah. That, that can be very much. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes, it's to do, sometimes self-harm is to do with completely different things. But yeah. if someone's made that choice and they've hit that point and they're, they're, they're going for it, you know, there's nothing... If you're not physically there, mm. there's nothing you could have done. Yeah. You know, there's nothing yeah, no, you can. And, it's, and that, that weight's not yours to carry. My always, yeah, like, the thing with, with, we go back to Tim, I'm always mm. like, did he regret it straight after it happened? You mm. know? Mm. You always wonder that. Mm. You never know. You I've never got, know. yeah, I've had, I've had friends who've taken mm. their life. And, and, you know, when I, when I find out the details and that, some of them I go, I don't know. And some of them I go, no, that was... Absolutely, like some 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 of my friends bless them over the years, and it's this isn't just because this is the arts thing. Mm. You know, I think arts people can be emotionally vulnerable. Some of them are so you get real gallows humor. You're like, well, I wish you planned some of your shows with the kind of detail that you planned <laughs> this, brother. You know, <laughs> but it's it's there's that thing of 
the, actually, the only other thing I'd say to you is, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're figuring out your own head, bro. Yeah. That's good as well. And I hope that helps in people coming to you and telling your stories because that's the side effect of me mm. touring a show mm. where I talk about this stuff is mm. people get in touch, email, you know, they'll tweet at you or, you know, hit you up after a show and they're like, I want to, thank you, I want to tell you about this thing that happened with mm. me. And, and you go, oh, okay, I, I think I can... I can listen to this. But that's heavy in itself. You know, I always think way. about uh, a very dear friend of mine, Bryce, is, works for another radio station. He's done a few things for mental health. Mm. Um, and he's just like, man, the stories you get is heavy. And I always yeah. think about someone like Mike King, yeah. who's obviously the, the, the bastion of, of mental mm. health advocacy in New Zealand. Like, but he'll the, also, the stuff he must be hearing every day from people. And if you, if, you, if you look at his work, and it's something I've learned, something I recommend to you, brother, is, is um, you've got to know your limit. Because Mike, Mike will tap out. Yeah, he'll, well, he'll, you'd have to. He, he'll go offline. He'll take space. Uh, uh, someone who's been in the shower, Rob Mokorako, is an amazing story. He's a mental health advocate. He also says, know your limit. Step away. Heal yourself. Because it's got weight. Everyone's story has weight. Everyone's mm. trauma has weight. Uh, it's the same thing. I'm very glad that we do this show and you can uh, come in. But you know, we're just doing eight episodes a season, if that's all right, everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I understand yeah. that. Because I, I, I think about Mike a lot. Mm. And I'm like, geez, man, he must just be like hearing some heavy shit every day. Mm. He, he would not walk down the road without one person coming up to him and sharing a story, oh, I wouldn't imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and are, you, are you still getting people... Not as no, not as much to be honest, but you know there was you know there were there were months there where like and there was one story a farmer actually emailed and he was like damn man I was literally about to do that and I saw that on TV and I'm like fuck oh bro that was that was like that was a moment where I was like man we're we're blessed to do this job and you know it's it's an honour that. You can use it. I mean, we've used the platform for douchebaggy pranks for a large part of it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's also that side where you're like, well, it's a, a privileged position to be in to be able to get important messages yeah. across to people. So, yeah, that was one Yeah, that was one that really hit home. Well, that's, mm. I mean, you know, that's, that's a yeah, good that's one, cool. man. That's, that's really you know, cool. sometimes, sometimes, well, I guess that's the other side. Sometimes you're there and you don't even know you're there. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes people... Yeah. 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 Hey, pleasure hanging out with you, James. You too, man. It was awesome, bro. Thanks, Jono. Thanks, yeah, yeah. thanks for the Corretto and the chicken. Yeah, thanks for the chicken. This is good chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eating fried chicken in the shower was produced for RNZ by Charlie Bleakley and Fruit and Nuts Limited. And presented by me, James Nokise. The engineer was Blair Stagpool. The executive producers for RNZ were Justin Gregory and Tim Watkin. Subscribe to our podcast, however you just found this podcast. Or, if you're listening on the radio, go to RNZ's podcast page and look for the chicken. And when you rate us, only give us five stars. Remember, more stars, more chicken. And if you want to share your safe space or comfort food, tweet me at James Nokise. If you need support, text 1737. Or for more resources on mental health, check the fried chicken webpage at rnz.co.nz. If you're experiencing COVID-19-related mental health issues, go to health.govt.nz and search for COVID-19 mental health and well-being resources. We'll also link to it on the RNZ page. Faftailafa, matewa. 
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.